How you doing? All good. How are you? <laughs> good. <laughs> Gonna go live and just. Okay. Why is my overhead light not on? Well, you don't have the 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 highlighting light for the flag on either back there. The blue. Um, I know. I always forget that one. Actually. There's time. Run back there and get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I forgot this other light, though. I need this other light more than I need that one, I think. Stand by. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spill the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. How are you? Good morning, Blake. I'm doing good. How are you? I know you're there. We were just talking. Hello. Hello, Blake. Good day. Can you hear me? Loud and oh, clear. Sorry. There you are. Okay. Oh. That was, that, was my fault. that was my fault how are you good what do you got for us this morning okay, okay. so um the rciips are sending their condolences to one of their own who was uh, vacationing in honduras and unfortunately i uh, got killed um what yeah uh served with the force for some 24 years and um we understand that in la saiba honduras where he was vacationing with his family um there was a robbery and he oh was, no yeah what? 64 years 64 year old antonio lopez jackson very very sad it's 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 kind of dangerous there is it not yeah for sure yeah oh that is sad yeah Mm. So, um, really, really sad. Yeah. The um, Anti-Corruption Commission announced yesterday that it was handing over a file to the Office of um, Public Prosecution for consideration for the chairman of the National Housing Development Trust. Mr. Jeffrey William Ebanks, 45 years old, may be facing criminal charges in relation to the movement of some soil and marl that was taken from a property mm. that uh, belongs to the National Trust. So it's a housing um, project that they're doing in Northside. And so, of course, he looks like he might be in a little bit of trouble if criminal charges are pursued against him. So the DPP's office will make that call. So Better give that dirt back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing it's... Um, it's probably too late by now. Mm. But um, yes, really, really unfortunate situation. Four persons have been arrested for drugs found in a shipment, according to the RCIPS. And we actually heard about the situation because um, one of those individuals, we understand, actually works for government and the agriculture department. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> too many details on what he does there yet, but I'm sure... Those details will soon come a-flowing. But yes, we we heard this um, as the drug bus happened. Someone said the police dogs were there at the cargo facility and um, they found uh, some large packages of ganja which were recovered after inspection. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. Yep. 
so he owns a local business. So I guess he was uh, one of the individuals claiming that he was bringing stuff in for his business. Mm. Crazy. Well, I mean, um, maybe he wasn't lying. Maybe that's his business. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a legal business. Right. But, didn't, uh, say, didn't say it was legal. Yeah, very true. The leader of the opposition is calling on the Minister of Tourism to apologize for what he says is an inappropriate video. Um, this video was him with his life with his wife, sorry, um, where he was actually um promoting her business as a real estate agent. She doesn't own the business, but she's a real estate agent for another company. And so the minister says that, um, sorry, the opposition leader says that that steps um, over the the line of what uh, would be acceptable. And he calls it a flagrant breach of principles of good governance by a government minister. Mm -hmm. mm. That's Minister Brian. He was promoting, uh, he was just, you know, big enough. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about yeah. it this morning. Big enough as wife. Yeah. Good for him. All right. Um, so <laughs> you're like, good for him. So um, there's a young man who was involved in a motorcycle crash. Um, unfortunately, he has um, sustained life changing injuries after one of his legs had to be partially um, amputated. Oh, no. So, yeah, this accident happened mm. on a Sunday. It looks like he lost control of his motorbike in the vicinity of um, Shetty Hospital. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, to save his life, they had to amputate. Oh. Yeah, tough one. Really nice young man as well. So, so sad. It's so dangerous to drive, drive motorcycles around this island, man. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's uh, taking life you know at a different level in terms of risk i believe i so, agree wishing him um a speedy recovery uh no doubt this is going to be a, a tough transition but we wish him well all right catch sandy's show right now on bobo 89.1 fm see you tomorrow for the wednesday show okay sounds great thanks blake all right our segment with cmr All right, folks, we're going to just get ready to um, get our live link on Bobo Ready in about uh, 45 seconds. Let's just play some music for your enjoyment while we do that. Stay tuned.
ginger, beaver grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter. Ooh, honey chow. On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays, Caribbean Connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea. What a mess. Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill. folks good morning and happy tuesday july the 12th how are you guys doing so just a little reminder normally we would have rundown tuesday but um health city is on their summer break so we will uh be doing other stuff in the meantime so do keep it locked of course we're going to keep you guys updated on everything that is going on so um, let me just have a quick look here. I'm trying to get all my links sorted out for our WhatsApp group. So good morning to everyone. How are you guys doing today? So good to see you all. Um, big shout out to our Bobo 89.1 listeners. Lots of people be tuned into that, honey chill. We appreciate uh, the love and support. And of course, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, never a dull moment in the Cayman Islands. I can tell you all that for sure. <laughs> Trust and believe when I tell you that um, there just simply is is no such thing as a dull moment. So we're going to kick it off here today talking about a number of different things. What's trending in news? Of course, you guys know what's coming. If you have pay attention, um, there is quite a bit, actually. And we're going to start off with politics. We try to reserve, you know, politics um, to discussion for Fridays. But as you guys know, that doesn't always happen. And of course, um, listen, we, we, we keep it fresh. You know, we're not going to, if a story is happening now, here and now on uh, Monday, Tuesday, we're not going to wait till Friday to tell you all what's going on. We're going to tell it to you ASAP. So, um, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, yes, yeah, so keep it keep it locked here, folks, as we kick off the, the discussion this morning. Everyone in our WhatsApp group should now have uh, the links where you can just click on it. Good morning to Miss Morna. Olivia's here. Marshall is here. Marshall, I kind of like to call you Marshall. I think it, it just sounds so much more um, special. But anyway, you're still special. So Marshall's got it locked. Diamond Princess is here. You little brat got it locked says, is Jeffrey got the same treatment Paul Parchman got? He won't have anything to worry about. Woo, yikes. We're going to talk about all those things here this morning. Good morning, Josh. He says he sees nothing wrong with it. We're going to get into it, Josh. Don't worry. Lorna is here. Lorna, sorry, is here. Says, good morning, Sandy. I'm so proud of you. You're the number one media um, got K-Man. And I remembered when they used to fight against you. Now they have to love you. Drug catch, uh, not surprise um, about the hall. Condolences to the family, Mr. Antonio Honduras. Wrong place to go, although Jamaica get uh, rugged, but some places remain, in quotes, safe. Well, 
child, no place is safe anymore. But we're going to talk about that unfortunate situation as well. Good morning to Miss Iva. Um, you little brat says all of these brothers are loving and kind guys praying for Tyson. Yeah, I mean, that whole situation is just so unfortunate. All right, Aliano. Um, Marshall says, call me whatever sounds better for you, child. I'm just being a bit, um, I'm just being like, you know, when we used to go to Target back in the day, I actually remember when Target got started. I swear that would have been like the mid nineties. Cause I was in university and us university children, we saw, we saw it a little bit higher up the, the ladder, just like two points than, um, a Walmart. And so instead of saying that we were going to Target, we would say, oh, we're going to Target. Like we try to make it sound all fancy. Um, but trust me, we're going there because, you know, <laughs> we could get things on the cheap. So good morning to Nikki. Uh, she says good morning to CMR Nation. 936-2626 is a telephone number. Feel free to call in at any time. I got it plugged in. Well, I'm plugging it in right now so that we are ready to go for your phone call. So listen, let's kick it off with what is definitely trending on social media. So in case you missed it, um, the Minister of Tourism is in a bit of a situation. Now, before we get into it, by the way, today happens to be his birthday. So <laughs> let me start out by wishing him a happy birthday. I don't know how happy it's going to be. He's probably feeling a bit of stress over this uh, current situation. And a big shout out to Kevin Wattler, who has our news uh, segment ready for us. So I'm actually going to um, play that here in a second for you guys as well. But let's kick off this discussion first. Wowee. Um, where, where do I start with this one? Okay. Well, let, let's start with the videos. I think that's probably the most important uh, place to start. Um, all right, so let, let's start with the video about what's causing all the hoopla because uh, essentially what happened, I think you need to hear it for yourself. Now, I've listened to one video and I haven't listened to the second one. And you guys know, I think I've told you this before, that I often do that on, on purpose because I don't want my sort of opinion or position to be one that is overly formulated um, in terms of like, my response to the video. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys, but I want my video, my response to the video to be as, um, I guess, authentic as possible. And in order for that to be true, I feel like I need to listen to it in real time. Does that make any sense? I mean, it makes sense to me, but I'm not sure I'm, I'm explaining it right to you guys. So you guys, you might have seen this if you if you have anything, if you watch stuff on social media, people do these funny, like short clips of response videos where they'll have on the one side of the screen, like what they're watching, and then you get to see their response, you know, sort of live or whatever. It's kind of a similar concept. It's not really what I'm doing. Like it's not for, you know, humor or whatever, which most people do these short TikTok videos and stuff for, but it's to just get my most authentic response, really, um, so that you can kind of see exactly what I'm thinking. And there's no need to prep the truth, <laughs> you know. Somebody should tell that to the guys who were at the port when they had that press conference last week. You don't have to prepare <clears throat> this narrative to tell people the truth. Um, you just tell people the truth and the truth is what it is and it stands on its own leg. So let's have a watch of the video and then uh, we will discuss it after watching it. Here we go. 
Hi, Tropicana Crescent. It's Kenneth Brand here, your representative, and I want to introduce you to somebody very, very special to me, my wife, Michelle Bryan. <laughs> uh, we're here today to talk about some things that she does. And yes, uh, yeah. So we're down in Tropicana Crescent, and I'll be dropping off some flies in your door. Um, just to let you know that I am a real estate agent so if you have um, any property questions you need some advice or you want to sell your property thinking about it or you want to buy a property and you would like someone to help you out um, then you can always call me yeah. so we look forward to seeing you soon and we're gonna tag team the whole Tropicana Crescent I told her this is the best area in the whole tropical garden so we'll see you very soon and if we don't see you we'll leave a flyer give her a call Yes. Bye. Bye. Get in touch. Hi, K-Man. This is Michelle Bryan, your local real estate agent. Hi, I'm Kenneth Bryan. I'm the husband. Today, we've been working hard, pounding the pavements, flyering in your local neighborhood. Off you go. Oops. So after years of me helping Kenneth uh, in his election campaign, I've now recruited him to help me do some flyering. Um, but don't worry, I've only got him for today. Uh, for a couple of hours and he's all yours again tomorrow. So if you do have any real estate needs at all, if you have a house to sell or you're looking to purchase a home or land, please do not hesitate to call me on 9240105. Have a great day. My fellow Caymanians and residents, over the weekend, I received a copy of a shocking video that troubles me greatly. It is a video of Minister Kenneth Bryan publicly endorsing his wife's real estate business and urging his constituents in tropical gardens to support it. Let me be clear. This is a business from which Minister Bryan personally benefits. It is his wife's business. I try not to involve family members in matters of politics, but the minister has regrettably and wrongly created the video himself and it is my duty to address it. In all my years, I have never seen such a deliberate and flagrant breach of the principles of good governance by a government minister. First, Minister Bryan, a member of parliament and the cabinet, has sworn an oath to serve the people of the Cayman Islands and to put the country's interests before his own. Additionally, Minister Bryan has also agreed to his government's ministerial code of conduct, which states in section 19.1 that, I quote, no minister should endorse in any media, product, or service. Ministers may, however, appear in party political advertisements or in non-political advertisements or public service announcements, for example, promoting hurricane preparedness where no fee would be expected or accepted, end quote. Section 19.4 of the Code also states that, I quote, In speeches, it is appropriate for a minister to speak positively about the objectives and achievements of an organization or business. It is not appropriate for a minister to explicitly promote that organization or its products or services, End quote. The minister should therefore know that he should not use his position to benefit a family member or himself financially. Second, Minister Bryan may have constituents in a similar line of business and his endorsement could unfairly impact their business. Third, 
Minister Bryan has signaled his preferred real estate agent to businesses and individuals. This is a serious conflict of interest. Persons seeking to gain favor with the minister may feel bound to choose to use the person he has endorsed and may expect to receive a benefit in return. As the year has progressed, the Premier has faced several challenges regarding the behavior of some of his ministers, including Minister Bryan. Whilst the Premier may ignore the minister's billboards across Georgetown, which were erected without the necessary planning permission, he cannot ignore the real problem that this video presents. There is a growing perception that some ministers in the pact government believe that the laws, rules and regulations of the Cayman Islands do not apply to them. And so they increasingly behave with impunity. For this, the Premier must bear full responsibility. There is a saying worth considering. Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. For the health of our body politic and the country's sake, the Premier must demonstrate leadership and ensure that his ministers understand their role and responsibilities. Ministers must conduct themselves in a manner that does not bring their office and the government into disrepute. Minister Bryan must immediately take down the video, and both he and Premier Panton should apologize to his constituents and the country for this most egregious conduct. Thank you. Yes, sir. This is where it's at. Most egregious conduct. You know, um, in Cayman, we have a saying about the pot calling the kettle black. Mm, mm, mm. And those of you who don't know what that means, I'm going to break it down for you this morning. So listen, does the um, leader of the opposition have some points? about the minister uh, doing a video which is inappropriate. Yes, I think the video is inappropriate. I think that the minister in his view was only supporting his wife and he probably didn't really think this through far enough, but that in and of itself is a problem. You know, once you become an elected official and you become a, uh, even just an elected official, a board member, there's certain things, folks, that you had better start thinking about and really, really fast. And this is why I keep saying, listen, go back to 2009 when I talked about the egregious behavior of board members. And listen, with all due respect, the petty progressives don't call out every instance of this that they really should be. I mean, if the leader of the opposition, the um, you know, respectful Roy McTaggart really wanted to hold this standard and hold everyone accountable to the standard. He would have been calling people out for the past eight plus years that he's been an elected official. We're going to talk about some of those examples of where his government turned a blind eye to stuff that people were doing that, in my opinion, is far more egregious than what Kenneth did. But has Kenneth misstepped? Yes. And this is a lesson, uh, even on your birthday, nobody gives a damn. If you've misstepped and you're in political office, folks, people are going to call you out. I feel, I feel bad for his wife. Michelle's a nice lady. 
you know, I see some of your comments. Some of y'all are taking sides already. And for me, this isn't about taking sides with any individual. This is, is it right or is it wrong? Is it wrong? Yes, it's wrong. Opposition calling it out. Um, does that make it any more wrong? No. But the pot calling the cattle black is something that we need to examine. Because I agree that we need to have standards. We need to have standards for board members. We need to have standards for politicians. No one should be above the law. And politicians must know that when you become an elected official, my God, if you don't know it by now, people watch your every movement. You can't even fart comfortably anymore because people are going to be looking at you like, "Mm, did that just come from you? Oh my God, you just farted. You better apologize for that fart. You better grow a thick skin really, really quickly. Like seriously, right? This is, this is what it is. Especially when you are a minister. Because the opposition has nothing else to do but to pick you apart. And God knows this opposition in particular has a lot of time on their hands. I don't know where Alden hiding out. But, you know, he sends his little messages <laughs> through to the opposition leader and say, oh, get on this. Do a, do a quick video. Call your video guy. Let's put this video together. The time that they spend on this sort of thing, wouldn't it be wonderful if they had spent this same kind of energy trying to solve some of the problems facing this country? So Kenneth misstepped. Yes, he did. He was trying to be a supportive husband. Let me tell you all tell you something about supportive spouses, right? I've said this before, and I was joking with you, Hannah, about this last night, um, because he said something to my husband. And my husband's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm telling you, my husband doesn't really engage in the news, and he certainly doesn't read CMR. And so um, he said, you don't really read CMR? Like, this story was a big headline story. My husband's like, mm-mm. Even myself, and trust me when I tell you I'm definitely not an elected official because y'all know when I'm ready to pop off, I'm going to do what I need to do. Okay, so I don't want any constraints. I don't want y'all to think that anybody elected me. Um, but even myself, I recognize that at times there is um, not an obligation, but it's just good for me in the name of transparency and everything else, right? to not do certain things. Let me give you an example. Uh, my husband works for a particular company, right? Anytime I have to report something or not about that organization, because it is a fairly large company in the Cayman Islands, I am really, really cautious. My husband doesn't tell me anything about his work. He doesn't tell me anything about what's going on at the company. And I don't want to know. But even when I hear stuff from other sources, I'm like, I don't want the company to think that it's Marlon who's telling me stuff because he really isn't. That's not him. He's just about, he's focused on his business. He doesn't get involved in anything CMR. He's not bringing me news. He's not taking news. That's not what he's all about, right? Even when, um, you know, I'm involved in an organization, like, uh, I don't even know what other example I could give you because I try to keep out of a lot of stuff, right? I just have to be really, really careful about, like, say, say my child's school, like if something was happening at my child's school. I would be very, very cautious because I'm actually connected to that school and how I got the information or whatever, right? So I wouldn't necessarily 
even publish that story. Sometimes I might give it to Renee or somebody else and say, hey, look into this. This is what I'm hearing through the grapevine or whatever. And that's just me as a private business owner. Like I'm not a politician. So I don't have um, all of these rules that you really should be trying to follow and you should be, um, you know, trying to adhere to. But is Kenneth the first person? Well, you know what Kenneth's problem is? Part of his problem is that he does things very, very openly. And sometimes you don't need to do them at all, but the openness with which he did it really put himself in the line of fire. So he got on a video, he did two videos. The first one um, that I got was him with the flyers in hand saying that, oh, he's gonna help out his wife. And I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, well, what's the problem with that? How many of you don't have spouses? Uh, you know, you work in a business and your your husband or your wife is gonna be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna help you out. She has helped him out with his career, which is being a politician. She even said that. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to borrow him for just a couple hours, and then I'm going to give him back to the people. So when she's out there handing out flyers for him, but you see, she's not a politician. So we're not going to hold her to the same standard. All right. So he wanted to be a supportive um, spouse. I think it was the second video that I saw where he kind of said ab about the best area of tropical gardens and blah, 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 that that one really kind of stepped over the line. All right, I'm going to give y'all some pearls of wisdom from Aunt Lottie, because Aunt Lottie would have said it best. Sometimes less is more, right? So sometimes you just do less, say less, be less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take yourself off of the stage because when you're on that stage, not only is the limelight going to be shun on you, but you become everybody's target. So sometimes you just stop live streaming. People don't have to know everything. Now, this is coming from me who pretty much puts everything out there. So this is ironic in a way, but I'm not a politician. So sometimes less is more. Just Stay off of social media. Be quiet about your business. Just work on behalf of the people. Say less about it. Timing is everything. You know, these are some cliche sayings, but they ring true. They have a lot of truth to them. So I get that he was trying to help her. She's a real estate agent, which by the way, I didn't know she was a real estate agent. Is this a new job? Just as an aside. Um, I thought she works like in HR or something. I don't, I, this seems new to me. Or maybe she's trying a new thing, right? But again, the fact that Kenneth probably didn't even think about this, like, okay, I'm going to endorse my wife as a real estate agent. How would that make other real estate, real estate agents feel in the community? Here's a politician who people believe, I guess, carries some influence or some weight. It just shouldn't have been done. And I do feel like this is a perfect example of um, when you are really green in the world of politics, these are the amateur mistakes that you make, right? And those amateur mistakes make you look bad and they call your, your reputation into question. And I mean, I was getting comments from people all over the spectrum about this situation. Now, in the scheme of things, is this that big of a deal? Well, it, it hardly matters what it is when you think about it on a level of principle. 
But the concept to me of calling the, the pot, calling the kettle black should really have some influence on some of these politicians who want to now make this a national issue. Should he apologize? Yes, apologize. Now, if I were to think about the things that under the last administration that Mr. Roy McTaggart was part of, that they had done that they should have apologized for and they didn't, oh, Lord Jesus, it would be a very long list. Hmm. Mr. Roy could not even muster the courage when this country was up in an upheaval about what happened when one of their members was convicted in a court of law. Now, the, the tide of public opinion may have changed after the Compass released the video, but at the time, it is a criminal conviction for assaulting a woman and the court took a particular position. And y'all remember what I was saying at the time? None of the women even in the progressive government had a word to say. They were silent. And this is a criminal matter, folks. They were all silent. Mr. McTaggart barely made a statement. His statement was nowhere near as impassioned as this one. When did he find his gumption, his balls, his testicular fortitude? It must have been of late since they lost the ele election. Because boy, has he found him this time. Mm -mm -mm. I guess better late than never. It's just, to me, his response to it is not really proportionate. I'll have to be honest. I want to talk about board appointees because this kind of ties into this as well. So someone sends in a comment. They say, little things entertain little minds. And Roy has the littlest of minds. Woo. Uh, there was a situation with Mr. Um, let's, let's go back in, in time now. Mr. Linford Pearson. Yes. Where the previous government knew because of um, a story that CMR did that uh, Mr. Pearson had an episode. Okay. Now I got to tell you, I like Linford so much. I mean, you guys don't even know, it. he had started law school, a law school journey. He didn't finish it, but I really got to know him at that time because um, him and I used to sit down and do some studying and stuff like that together. So I got to know him a little bit, you know, not like we're best friends or anything of the sort, but you know, I like him. He's got, a, he's got an interesting personality. But back in 2018, we were talking about uh, headlines like board bureaucracy, uh-huh, gone wrong. Offreg CEOs appointed amid turmoil. We reported a story where he threatened in a board meeting to assault other board members. These are facts. And what did the then opposition do who were responsible for the appointment of these board members? They did nothing and they said nothing. That's what they did. So Physical violence and the threat of physical violence is something you remain silent about on more than one occasion. And yet you have a minister who, wrong as he might be, is trying to just promote and assist his wife and that gets you up in arms. 
Wow. Wow, Mr. McTaggart. Mm. This makes me a little bit salty this Thursday morning because it doesn't make any logical sense. If you were such a principled man, and that is why you did this video, you would have been principled from day one, my friend. Mm-mm-mm. This is the epitome of politics. And nobody plays the petty politics game better than the progressives. Here's what I wrote at the time. I did this story so I can say I. More shocking is the accusation that threats of violence during official board meetings are only a small snippet of the dysfunctional environment presently at the off-reg office staff, uh, at, at the off-reg um, offices. Oh, there should be a full stop there. Staff apparently are shocked and dismayed at the corporate toxicity that has taken over since a new board was appointed in January of 2017. A board, I should say, appointed by who? The progressive government. Did they speak out about that? No, that doesn't matter. Oh, you guys want to beat each other up? You want to drag people? You want to hit people? Not a problem. We're not going to speak up about that. Not only did they not speak up about any of that, but on more than one occasion, the then premier, Mr. Alden McLaughlin, made it very clear that for political expediency, he was not going to pull his government apart over a mere criminal conviction. Mm-mm-mm. Now, y'all know, if you want to say that wrong is wrong and right is right, if it's that black and white, and you want them to apologize, and the progressives better start apologizing for their long list of transgressions. Wow. It's amazing the people that want to step forward when it's somebody else's turn and have the most to say. You know what they say about when you live in a glass house? Not only do y'all throw rocks, but y'all want to be throwing boulders. <laughs> you want to be big and bold with your moral compass all of a sudden. When the truth of the matter is, you should probably take several seats. There was a lot going on in the progressive administration, but one thing with them, and maybe maybe that's the difference, is they were just really good at hiding their, their misbehavior. So y'all didn't know about it. And even when we would try to call it out, you know, they're like, oh, don't listen. Don't listen to them over there. Now, I'm not trying to push the poor minister under the bus. Um, well, he's no longer minister, the former minister of health. But again, you know, there was a couple of times there when he was saying stuff, threatening Wendy Ledger. You calling her stupid, you must be stupid. And then Premier and Deputy Premier, Mr. McTaggart, didn't say, hold on a second here, son. We have standards around here. You can't be saying this stuff. This is not becoming of a government minister. You need to apologize and we should apologize too. 
Because you see, when it comes to respecting or disrespecting women, as the case may be, that government had no qualms about it. They didn't care. None of those things are important enough for him to get in front of a camera and do a voiceover on a video for. Right? They used McKeever Bush when it was convenient for them to do so. And then once they entered the election cycle, all of a sudden, they found that moral compass. You see, that moral compass seems to be moving around, honey chill. That is here, there, and everywhere. And that's a problem. It's a sliding scale. So it depends on who you are, who your mama is, who you fa, what standard we're going to apply to you. And that should not be the case. It should apply to every single person across the board. But when that doesn't happen, when it's not equally applied, right? And you want to talk about, oh, show me a man, show me who a man is, not based on adversity, but when you give him a position of power, really? Lord Jesus, we have been at the mercy of your government for 12 years because we gave you all the position of power. How many concessions, duty concessions did you give to multimillionaire developers who didn't even need it? Can we talk about that for a minute? Does your moral compass not apply to those things? Does your same moral compass doesn't apply when members of your government are known to be child molesters by every single person in Georgetown? Where's your apology for that, for all the little boys that they molested? Jesus, don't, 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 ha- don't get me started this morning because y'all don't want me to start calling names because they all know it's the worst kept secret this side of the Mississippi. How about the fact that they were using their business connections to lure in little children that they could then take advantage of? You want me to call forth some of those victims? Some who have actually been public about their allegations? Y'all want to go there? You want to find that moral compass? I kind of don't think so. Mm-mm-mm. But, you know, y'all, y'all don't care about that. Of all the people you could get to run with you in Georgetown, you had to find child molesters, really? The pool is not that small. Hmm. This moral compass grew legs and ran away, boy. Mm, mm, mm. All in the name of politics. Wow. Your moral compass, does it have any little parameter on it for when your leaders are engaged in all these extramarital affairs? They can't stop hanging out with all these Spanish women at the bars. You know, here poor Kenneth is, as ironic as it might be, trying to be a supportive spouse, (laughs) right? Trying to lend his wife some support who has been there for him. I mean, I get it. Some of y'all have so many dysfunctional marriages and relationships. That probably has you more salty than, than what it was that Kenneth was saying. 
oh, why is he putting his wife on display like he's a good family man? He's got two beautiful children. Why are you hanging out in the bars, screwing everything that has two legs? Oh, what a mess. You know, the genuineness with which these politicians operate, there is no honor amongst thieves. And when I say thieves, let me just say most politicians. There's no honor amongst politicians. Them, they're the biggest thieving, lying, backstabbing bunch of people y'all want to know. There's very few that will ever be recorded in the history books as real statesmen. Except when they're dead because then y'all forget everything they've done and you elevate them to statehood and make them national heroes and everything else. Because y'all, y'all forget once somebody dead all the ish that they did. Then it's okay. Mr. McTaggart, with all due respect, it appears to me that you have sold your soul down the proverbial North Sound for Alden and this progressives movement. You guys are something else. How do you sleep? I'm, I'm just curious. How do you sleep at night? Like, how, how does it work exactly? Hmm? Nothing bothers you. So that fluffy, fluffy pillow, you just put your head down and you're good to go. I mean, a lot of them have spouses that own businesses. Yes, they did not get up and do a video like Kenneth did. Put it in your faces. But let's talk about it. This is what one person sent me last night. And they should know because they're a politician. They said, hmm. They said promoting their businesses in this article. Okay, let's look at the link. I haven't looked at it yet. So like I said... This is a real-time analysis. Let's have a look, and I'll get to some of your comments. I know y'all anxious. I see you. Almost 400 people on the live stream this morning, honey, chill. Y'all are like, mm, my tea's super hot. At home with the Hughes, Cynthia and Joey Hugh. Aw, perfect American couple. I mean, sorry, Caymanian couple. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, if I really wanted to be salty this morning, I would talk about that photo that I have seen. And the video that the Spanish woman claimed that she has in her possession. But Jesus, please, please make me shut my mouth here this good morning, this holy Tuesday. Lord have mercy, Sandy. Pull it back now, Johnny Jill. You need a hallelujah moment? Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Give me strength. Because the appearances, it's not always what it seems, if y'all only knew. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Lord have mercy. So this person says, well, what about this? I don't know. Does she own Cayman Parent Machine? I don't know. Cayman Parent. Well, anyway, she's featured in this magazine because, you know, she has a cooking business. And this person says, well, this is all about her business. And here's the husband and blah, 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 blah. Eh, again. You know, when you feature a couple, you're going to talk about their businesses, I guess. And is this promoting her business? I don't know. Because this is how incredibly petty the conversation then becomes. 
Instead of Mr. McTaggart focusing on the issues and why his government has failed the people for 12 years, but all of a sudden has every answer under the sun, we wouldn't even have to be having this conversation. He says that he doesn't like to bring spouses and people's families into it. Neither do I. Because the day that happens, I might have to start telling some of y'all spouses how many of y'all are really cheating on them and with whom. And show them the evidence. Because when I see the picture of the little peepee, I'm like, I don't know if that belongs to so-and-so. Because I've never seen it. I'm, I'm not going to be an expert in that. But, you know, I could, be, I could be the petty progressives and be like, well, let me show it to the wife. See if she can recognize it. Do you recognize that mole on the left-hand side? This is the level of pettiness, I think, that unfortunately politics will always be full of in this country. So someone says that um, when they talk about even their declaration of interest, that some of them need to start declaring certain things because their spouses are now politically exposed persons, a pep. And y'all who are in the world of compliance will know exactly what that means. This person says, ask them about the giving away concessions and getting purchases from their wife's stores for $100,000 kitchens. They said, another person said they should be the last to talk about morality, conflicts, and codes. (laughs) They said, you want to talk about morality? Have them be honest about what they were doing with the dock that they were trying to force down the throats of the people of the Cayman Islands. One person describes the PPM as whatless. What a heat. Morning, Scott. Aliana says, me, meh, I see nothing about what we should be outraged about. How many clowns in the country running side hustle on side hustle? Yes, it's wrong, but the whole island is one hot mess free from all this shit show. Well, let me be very, very honest. I hope that the good minister has learned a lesson that he's going to walk away from. And I think that this is a warning to all MPs, right? So the opposition leader talked about um, the code of conduct. Oh, 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 hold on. Oh, geez, I'm peace. Stick a pin. We never had a code of conduct before, even for ministers, until this government got in place. Hats off to the honorable... um, Wayne Panton, because here we have the opposition leader talking about ethics and codes and this and that, and his government in 12 years did not even see it fit to ever consider a code of conduct for themselves. Because y'all see when you start scraping off the top layer, not all that glitters is gold. And they knew they would have gotten caught themselves by more than one thing. And so finally, this government steps up to the plate and they have a code of conduct in place. 
They want to expand it to all MPs, but at least they have it for their own government. Finally, a minister can be held accountable for his actions. Sorry, Bernie. And this previous administration who never did any of that can now be the moral compass for all of us? Not so fast, Speedy Gonzalez. Marshall says, I wonder who wrote that speech. I'm sure it's Alden behind that one. Well, child, Alden must be behind the scenes on a lot of stuff, honey child, because he's not showing up to much these days, not at all. Dominique says accountability, and I'm all for accountability. But I think it should apply to everyone. It shouldn't be a selective, like it shouldn't be a sliding scale of morality or sliding scale of accountability. Like we're only going to hold this one accountable and that one accountable. Because look at how many times the former leader, uh, the former premier, stepped up in the legislative assembly and actually lied on people. I mean, a bold face lie. But because he has complete immunity and protection in the legislative assembly, he can stand up and say, oh, well, Kim and Malro doesn't have any license to operate. Really? That's, that's the kind of stuff that they can do. And there's not a thing that the people that came in islands can do about it. How many, all, how many of you all were calling him out for a, uh, to be a liar on that particular day? Right? If you're a liar and you're a cheat and you're a thief and you're all these things, should it matter if you're part of the progressives, if you're part of the PAC government, if you're a backbencher? It has to apply equally across the board. But it's only now that they can see people's wrongdoings and calling people out. Bless their little hearts. My goodness. Jonathan says, just say, oopsie, call it a day. Take down the video. Get back to what you were doing the day before. You are doing before. Kenneth has been out there pounding the pavement for just a few years and has accomplished more and has gotten more respect than, than I, think, I think you meant many of them. So they're just jealous. Morning, Miss Alice, Anthony. Uh, Tonique, Tonique says the minister needs to read the rules, though, and ask permission before he acts. Something that seems simple may turn into something extreme. Kenneth and the rest of the government just needs to be careful in their actions. Yes, it's wrong. Please trod carefully. I agree. <laughs> Hello. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And it don't make no difference who you are. It don't make no difference if I like you, if I don't like you, if I'm indifferent to you. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm sure he's taken the video down already. I don't even know where it was, if it was on his page or exactly where it was. But hopefully it's down. And yes, issue a simple apology. I wish, I wish more of y'all would be apologizing, Roy and the rest of that bunch for some of the things that y'all have done. But I think that the lesson really is that um, you have to be careful and you do have to make sure 
that as an elected official, number one, you know what the rules are. And number two, you are following them. Because like we said, petty progressives has nothing better to do. And even if they weren't calling you out, you still shouldn't be doing it. Now, in the world of politics, let me say this much. In the world of politics, people move around. Bam says oppositions are supposed to oppose. That's their job. He broke the code of conduct. And that's the fact. All he needs to do is apologize and move on. People need to stop playing hypocrites. If it was PPM government, you'd be up in PPM's arms. You can't have both ways. Well, um, actually, the point that I'm making this morning is that the PPM themselves want it both ways. One of the problems with politics is that politicians and people adjacent to them Uh, You know, I'm talking about the sliding scale of morality, right? They also slide all over the place themselves. So some of them will use their businesses to cater for food and other events or government. Listen, you should not. The minister talked about he, um, the opposition leader, my apologies, said that the minister profits directly from this business. Well, that, I mean, he's not a real estate agent. He doesn't work for Century 21. The wife does. So if she makes money, does he profit directly from that? I mean, I guess if she's contributing to some of the bills, but the way that he makes it sound, it's almost like the check from Century 21 is coming in the minister's name. So again, you know, the opposition leader chose to frame this in a particular way that smacks of uh, inaccuracy and pushing the boundaries a little bit. Like, let's be honest now. But they all have side businesses. And I think that this is a problem. I have always said, somebody was saying to me the other day, I got a couple lawyers who are friends and they said, oh, you know, Sandy, you could do so much good for this country if you ran for politics. I said, Pump the brakes, honey, Joe. That ain't happening. I said for more reason than one, it ain't happening. The number one reason is the things that I can do outside of being an elected official, I couldn't do if I was an elected official. And that includes using my mouth in the way that I do. Y'all not gonna put no locks and no codes and this and that on this. I mean, the court has tried, but nobody not win that one yet. You know, I'm just saying. I have accepted that there's a certain way that I want to be, a certain amount of freedom that I want to have. And being a politician don't give me that freedom. So when I need to get on the airwaves and talk about y'all, politicians, if I were an elected official, it's like, oh, Sandy, you can't say that. You can't do that. I'd be like, what? I can't speak the truth. As un and What's the word I'm looking for? Unencumbered? Is that the word that I want to? Like what? I have to think really hard about how to put the truth together. Oh, Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. But I've also maintained from day one that if you are an elected official, you shouldn't have any side hustles that you are involved in. Now, this is difficult because we have a lot of business people who own businesses and they have shares in companies, et cetera, before they even become elected officials. So the question is, what do you expect them to just sell those things? No, but they should not be active. Here, Alexa, but she don't know about that one. Me either, Alexa. 
Um, but you should not have an active role in any of those businesses. And sometimes that may mean giving up your business. But if you want to be about the, per- the people's business, then, you know, it is what it is. Let me give you an example. Under the last administration, um, you know, John John has a company that has a contract with the government. So he has a company that provides security services at the airport. I forget what the company is called. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, the progressives talk about they won't call people out. Well, when John John and his company owed lots of money in arrears and weren't paying staff, I didn't hear Roy McTaggart talking about that moral compass and how when you give people power, watch what they do. And he was one of your own ministers. Now, I, poor John John. Don't think I'm picking on you, John John. I just need to speak the facts here today. Right? So, huh. y'all think people don't talk? I've heard the conversations coming out of Cayman Airways about, oh, when those invoices came in to the accounts department, we weren't able to question them. Y'all need to do a friggin' audit of some of that. So, since you want to talk about being on the right side of it and not profiting and not doing this and not doing that, can the auditor general please go over to Cayman Airways and ask some questions about some of those invoices that came in with all these hours? And when the staff were like, hold on a second, did we actually have a flight that day that we were offering services for? Because those people are saying, no. The then Minister of Tourism was like, just pay the man invoice. Don't ask no questions. Oh, what did you just say? That's that's some of the stuff y'all need to be looking into because unlike this situation here with Michelle and Kenneth, that's the people's money that we're not supposed to be asking no questions about because I got a lot of questions that I want to be asking. Hmm. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Miss Sandra. Oh, what a beautiful day. Trust me. Praise the Lord. Someone is on fire this morning. Mm, Praise the Lord. Don't make come get you out anymore this morning. Yes, my love. We're just telling them (laughs) the truth. Mm. Oh, I know. I know. I know you are going to bring it no matter whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Me like it or not, he like it or not, she like it or not, you're going to bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I wanted to dip in a little this morning and see if you could give me a couple of minutes. Yes, ma'am. I know, um, please, it's mm-hmm. uh, where the cause. Okay. I just wanted, I know your platform right now is the best or the most listened to. And I watched. appreciate that. So um, I give you all the blessings on that and and pray that you will continue to enlighten and to open the eyes and ears of all who live on all three of these islands to know what is going on and what is happening. Uh-huh. But uh, this morning I have a little announcement okay. for our youth football camp that is done every year by Mm -hmm. 
by the um, FC International. Mm. You know, this camp Sunday has been FC International and their, their whole committee and all of the members, which are mostly still intact, um, from 1994 held this camp. Mm-hmm. It's a camp free of cost for all children wow. ages four to 17. Beautiful. Every year it is held at the Georgetown Primary School field Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, they are given free lunch. It is usually held from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. They are given, they are provided daily with free lunch. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the camp, each one of them are given um, a T-shirt. The, mm-hmm. the camp this year, um, on, or fortunately, is on their, I think it's 28th anniversary, August the 15th to the 19th the, this year. And they were, the camp was founded in 1994, the 15th of August. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to come early on that first day, which is August the 15th. They need to go early in order to register early. We are trying to get it out there early this year that they can have as many kids as possible that don't have, you know, the parents don't have the way to pay for for, um, other expensive camps for them. This one has always been free and it's for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. So if they can get there, I, I would love to be able to send you a copy of the flyer. If you would be yes, so please, kind. And I'll post it up for you. That's not a problem. Post it for me. Um, you have my number, Sandy, or if you could um, let me know. Your, just just send it straight on, um, well, you can always email us tips at caymanmallroad.com. Tips? Mm-hmm. At caymanmallroad.com. Yes, ma'am. Okay, honey, I will do that. Yes, you have we, we wonderful... love supporting a worthy cause. Thank you, my dear. Yes, I know that. And quickly, can I say a very wish my MP a very, very happy birthday today and pray for him to live to see many, many more. Thank you, my dear. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you and have a blessing. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I'm just reading through um, some of the comments here. Thank you so much to that caller, by the way, because you guys know anything with children, I support anything that is just um, productive for kids, you know, gives them an opportunity to um, get out there and have a little bit of fun for the summer. I support it a thousand percent. So Bam Margare, um, which Bam, we know that that's a fake account. I mean, you didn't have to try too hard on that one. Uh, it's kind of funny. You know, the, the thing about CMR is when you've never even seen people before pop up, all of a sudden commenting and having the most to say. Woo! And then you're like, who, who the heck is Bam Margear. And then you go and you see that this account has just been created and has absolutely nothing. They're only following CMR, by the way. Thank you. At least I appreciate the love um, that you had time, uh, aka progressive supporter, 
to go and create this fake account to come on here with this com these comments. And they're like, oh, but they're all having affairs. My point isn't about whether they're having affairs or not. Well, I can tell you one thing, they're not all abusing children. So you, know, you need to check that fact that I just dropped on you. Um, and those are progressive, big time progressive people. Um, but you know, you, you made one comment about, um, somebody said, oh, is this an opinion show? This is an opinion or does CMR report the news? Okay, we've said it before, but since y'all trying to be salty this morning, I'm going to set the record straight. CMR is many things to many people. We have a website, which is a news website, connecting to that or the social media channels. This show, which is called Cold Hard Truth, is an opinion-based talk show. Okay. And you know what I tell y'all every single day? If you don't like it, you don't have to tune in. You can change your dial. A couple dials over somebody else who's not going to give you much of the cold hard truth. We all have choices in life. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, praise the Lord for choices. It's supposed to be a democracy. Y'all can listen to whatever you want. But this is an opinion show, and you don't have to like my opinion, and you certainly don't have to agree with it. Um, Lorna says, make us take off my clothes. It getting really hot in here. <laughs> California burning flames. Lord have mercy. Matrix says the more Roy opens his mouth, the more obvious it becomes of his temper tantrums about not winning the last election. Given the PPM's useless past, I find it difficult to take Roy's response seriously. Good morning to Miss Lucille. Joshua says, I don't see anything wrong with him supporting his wife. Lucille says, a very good morning. I'm not in politics, but everyone in life deserves a chance. I think if he had sit down and think before he leaped, as the old people would say, I think as long as he, he applied, I felt it for him. Give him a chance. We all get out of line sometimes. God for forgive us. Our sins, God bless. And then I'm not quite sure what the rest of that said. Uh, Melanie says, I don't see anything wrong with what Kenneth did. Helping his family is, a, is not a crime. Apart from before he was part of the government, he helped many people with money from himself. What happens is that since he does these things, well, that bothers the rest of the government because they make their investments uh, mask and not face-to-face -face like Kenneth. But none of them who are throwing stones are free to do their things, but they do it. Like the thief in secret. Now they talk about um, article number one. Sorry, the rest of that got cut off. Um, Tanique says it is a big deal, Sandy, minus the other politician. Look at it from the perspective of how all politicians should act. They need to know the rules and act accordingly to be good politicians. We cannot be always questioning their actions. They are humans, but certain actions are expected from politicians. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And we, the people, have to keep them um, in check. That's what we do. We're here to question them. And some people might argue that Kenneth has been questioned more as a minister because, unfortunately, he got the port, which is a fiasco, um, than probably most others. You know, he, he acquired one entity that has had a lot of legacy issues and they didn't just start under his administration. Now I'm a little bit disappointed, mind you, 
that Kenneth is being hoodwinked by a former politician and that board into believing every single thing that they say, which we've now proven on some level to be a lie. And that story we're not finished with yet. But I want to remind people, Selvin says the CMR news are opinionated. This is, this is an opinionated show, honey child. I think everybody, have, have we made that very clear now? I don't, want to, I don't want people to get confused. This is an opinionated show. You get it? An opinionated show, okay? You don't have to like it. Good morning, Dion, Charlene. But if you don't like it, you just change the dial. It's as simple as that. Luis, message me. Julie says, that ain't nothing, my dear. Check out Cayman Compass, October 22nd, 2014. Eight billion, is that billion or no? And what did it say? And one billion unaccounted for, that's the one. Oh, Lord. Salvin says, good move for the government and the code of conduct. I'm just saying, somebody else made a comment. Oh, but you can't, you can't um, compare what they've done in the past. How can you say that a person's previous record, especially as a politician, doesn't matter when they're trying to be the moral compass for everybody else? And I'm not saying, don't, don't, don't mix my words, right? Don't mince my words, as them old people would say. Don't get it mixed up and twisted. I believe Kenneth overstepped. My question is, how is it that the good leader of the opposition is only now in a position to see when this government oversteps? Um, I think it's Matrix who talked about their desperation as it relates to the last election, everybody knows. And if you don't know by now, you've been living in a hole. That quite frankly, um, even Jonathan saying, what about all these other businesses like Hughes janitorials, blah, blah, blah. They all have businesses, my dear child. But everybody knows that the progressives is so salty about the loss of the election. So th this is all this is about. They had too many favors to return, too many people to put in positions. And this is why my best advice to the PAC government is get your ish together. Stop giving, even if it's something as minute as this. Do not give the progressives anything to be able to run a marathon on because y'all know that's all they want. They never ran a marathon in their life or nothing. But all of a sudden, y'all giving y'all giving them something. Not your fault, not mine. And now they're going to run with it. Get it together. Yes, you're not a political party, but you're still a team. Even if you're only going to last four years, just get it together. El Ray says, Lord, Tuesday morning, turn up. Good morning to Paul. He can relate from Bermuda. Rohan, morning to you. Dominique says, FC International, big up. 
Velika says the hypocrisy is indeed palpable, too, but two ministers making such basic mistakes within a short space of time makes the government look amateurish. Yes. And in some governments, Kenneth, for all the good that he's doing, would have been well and truly gone by this morning. Good morning, Sir Denny. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Sir Alden. My bad. <laughs> um, I would refuse such a gong. <laughs> um, you said that you think that Kenneth overstepped. What do you think he overstepped? Well, I think that the perception is is what it is, right? I don't think that, you know, I think the perception of promoting a, a business for your wife, which, listen, some of these other people have family members that have been given board appointments, that have worked for government. And I always think you err on the side of absolute caution. Like if I were a government minister and family members approach me, especially if they're like first from first cousin back, or forward, right? I'd be like, no, honey child, you're not getting nothing. Because the first thing people are going to say, whether it is just a matter of perception or anything else, is that, oh, look, all of a sudden, Sandra's husband got a job in government. They don't. They may not even know that maybe my husband had applied for the past five years for that job. And he was finally that's shortlisted. That's why you'll never get elected? Well, that's why I don't even <laughs> want to, I don't even want to go... Honestly, I don't even want to go there. You can you can see where um, so many little things can pop up where people would be, and it is a matter of perception. And I tell this to politicians and everybody who will listen, Denny. For some people, perception is reality. What they perceive to be true, you can't change their mind no matter how much empirical evidence you put before them, how much data you put. If their perception is it's X, it, can, it doesn't matter if it's A, B, or C. They're going to think that it's X. And when you're in the world of, in the world of politics, perception does matter. And every politician must and should know this. You know what the courts, well, you know what the courts say that sometimes it's not even about um, doing right. It's, it's the perception of doing right. Yeah. You know, and, and that, uh, that's I wish the, the court would live up to that. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is the litmus test that they should all be living up to, to be quite frank and honest. Well, I think perception is important, but the more important um, issue here is <clears throat> there's a law against it. And it's the standards in public life law. Mm -hmm. Look at the definition. And um, the, yeah, but but it's, Denny, it's a, it's a it, it's it's a it's a breach of law. Actually. Yeah, and how many of them are not out there treating and giving away stuff um, during election time, especially? How many of them were not like too close to the the poll? Listen, I have a file, right? I I keep a physical file of some of the complaints and stuff that I get about these politicians and you know just topics for this. And the other day, I was cleaning out my file folder and I came across one. Um, not this election, but the election before, where the police actually got a report, which they claimed they investigated it and they found nothing to, to support it, where um, Joey, who was being accused of being um, too close to the polling station and that one of his opponents actually witnessed him allegedly, because again, the police claimed that they couldn't find any evidence of it, giving someone money going into the polls. 
And so there've always been these stories and these, you know, people getting refrigerators and getting this and getting that, moral and whatever else they wanted um, during election cycle and during election time. My thing is all MPs need to be put on notice now, right? There's a different sheriff in town. The Anti-Corruption Commission, I want to kind of move the conversation now to talk about this latest fiasco with another board uh, chairman. The Anti-Corruption Commission, folks, is looking at all of us. So if you're engaging in certain things, be above board. Yep. That That's all you have to do. But you know the sad part about that? It, there seems to be great resistance to doing that. To being above board? Yeah. Lord have yeah. mercy. Just just do it the right way. Some, sometimes, Denny, you have to go I complain above about and beyond. These things. I complain about these things all the time. And, and a lot of the pushback that I get is, what's the big deal? Wow. I mean, so, someone like, even said to me recently, right? Because I, I, um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. So someone had contacted me and said, oh, you know, we want to quote for doing certain things on CMR. We're the only, per we're the only media organization that could give them what they wanted. And so I provided them the information and then I noticed that it was taken forever to even get a response from the civil servants. So I said, I reached out to someone, head of the civil servant, Mr. Franz Manderson. I said, is this usual? Is this how you guys do business? Because I don't really know. Because remember now I'm kind of new to that game. Majority of my clients are private clients. I don't really deal with business, uh, with government, because the last government was so prejudiced that they wouldn't give me the time of day. So he said, mm, it shouldn't really take this long, but reach out to this other individual, chief officer, finance, whatever, whatever. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. This has to go out to tender. It has to be done this way. Da, 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 da. The person who I was engaging with for the services was like, but she's the only person who can offer this service. Why are we approaching others who don't even have it? Like to, to them, that just didn't make any sense. And you know what I said? I said, listen to me, honey child. Do whatever that senior accounting chief officer, whatever person tells you to do. Go to them, even if they don't offer it, have your paper trail, because I don't want nobody coming back to Sandra Teresa Hill, making any accusations about, oh, I got a contract because this one liked me, or I support this government, or that. I said, no, 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 go out of your way to dot all the I's and cross all the T's and triple check and double check and whatever. If it takes a year and then the information is no longer relevant that you wanted to push out, then I'm my business. <laughs> That's the inefficiency of the civil service. But do it that way because I do not want to be caught in no political crossfires. You know, when people approach me about but if this, I wanted but all to. all inefficiencies driving up our cost. Of course. Of course it is. But make them be inefficient on their own time. But they're not going to get me caught up in foolishness again like they did with the nation building fund. Because you see, to this day, I take great insult to people questioning my business acumen and trustworthiness. Because that case should have never gotten where it got. And that's why the judge threw it out. But again, under this government, you talk about political interference, even in the judiciary. They pushed a criminal case and bless his little heart um, with a former understudy under the minister of education at the time. Um, Connolly, what his first name is again? I'm not sure. 
He was an MP, one one term MP for for Georgetown. Uh, Winston. Winston. He got on the stand. And under cross-examination, when my lawyer starts asking him questions like, sir, you're supposed to be a lawyer. Do you know what the definition of fraud is? Oh, yes. You know, he's a seasoned lawyer, blah, blah, blah. How do you accuse my client of fraud? Did you do this? Did you check this? Did you check that? You didn't check anything that she said or that was being alleged against her to be fraudulent and demonstrated that she was dishonest. You didn't check any of that, but you run to the police and accuse somebody of fraud? Well, it was the Minister of Education who told me to proceed with this. That's political interference in a criminal case. They were prepared, Denny, to ruin somebody's business and reputation. And now they want to get up, talking about standards and accountability and this and that. They need to take several seats before I really start thinking hard on this topic. Really? Well, well pretty soon, pretty soon it's going to look like a fraud that they don't call you to the bar. Sure, please. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I mean, the, the hypocrisy is simply not lost on me. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, right? I get it. I get and it. and unfortunately, for all the like, some people are like, oh, let's not go back in the past. I cannot help but think about the hypocrisy, because like I said, when you live in a glass house, sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. And if you yourself are not living by certain standards, what makes you the epitome of like morality yesterday? Like really. Why wouldn't they want to go back in the past and all of yes, these issues exactly. and precedent? Exactly. <laughs> because oh, they God. have they have had a dismal record themselves. And that's what the people need to focus on. And let me say this much. Those of you, and by the way, when I was approached after this election about a board appointment, you know what I said, Denny? No, thank you. Not only did I say no, thank you. I'm like, don't even think about it twice. I said, there's no reason for me to be on the board. I don't need to be on a board. I don't want to be on the board. And I could see how a lot of conflicts could potentially arise if I were on a board. Because I don't even know what board they'd put me on. Because I have to watch all, all the boards, all the departments, all the, like, what board would you put me on that could not remotely be controversial? Because they all you, might be up to something. You mean like? like the governor being on the police commission when he's directly involved in in authorizing the commissioner of police to take certain actions to begin with he shouldn't be on it he should be should not be on it there are a lot because, of conflicts because that's because that's essentially he he's overseeing what he's responsible he, for yes yeah that's not right mm -hmm. yeah um, but uh, Moya says that immigration, to... that's the board you need to be on. Lord Jesus, no. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to me. If you sit on a board, okay, there's every single board member. And I don't know how many boards exist and how many board members are there. There's a lot. But if you sit on a board, take warning today that the anti-corruption unit is watching you. We have pointed out before with Mr. Um, what was the guy's name who who got convicted while he was on the board for using and abusing his power on the board. Y'all have got to stop this stuff. You can't take Mara. Like, I don't know. I don't know this man. Um, what's his name from Northside, Mr. Jeff Ebanks. I don't know him, but when I saw the story start to emerge earlier in the year, I thought who 
does this and does not consider the implications of it. It's National Housing Development Trust property. I would not even go on the property. You know, my daughter loves to pick flowers, right? She's child. She'd be picking any, anything that looks pretty. She'll pick it and hand it to you. Oh, mommy, this is for you. I would not even allow my daughter to go on National Housing Trust property and pick a flower and hand it to me if I was on the board. That is how yeah. serious you have got to take your appointment and your responsibility. Like but you know what the things. problem is? We appoint board members who don't need to ever be appointed. They're not going to damn sense. Yeah. That is the problem. They don't even know. What we need is a society that has a better appreciation of administrative law so that we could have a, a body of people. We need to could, change um, how board members are appointed. I wrote about this back in, I think it was 2018 or 2019, right? This was an opinion piece on the fact that we need to have standards when it comes to board members. And it should be like applying for a job. Right. Where you submit an application, you submit a resume and there's certain criteria that we should be looking for. This should not be about political appointments. And that's exactly what boards are. And it needs to stop because this is what ends up happening. You start to appoint people because they supported you during the election and during the campaign. But, you know, some of the people who support you not got no sense. You still need to have. Well, if you if you go that route, then what degree of understanding about um, policy and procedure and government does one need to understand in order to be well, on the board? if you're not going to offer them any training whatsoever, <laughs> right? Because there should well, be some well, degree of training as well. But what, why, instead of going that route, which to me, I see that as the Band-Aid route, why not say, well, what we need is people in society who under has would have a good understanding of of um government and how it works why not then say let's make everyone in society functionally literate by putting into our um school system a, a basic um course on administrative law so that people when they get out can at least understand well when i go to a government department these are basic elements of how I interact with the government and what my rights are. Mm -hmm. And but why not make that be the basic, just like you'd say, well, you need to be able to read and write, right? Mm -hmm. Why, no, not, why not include that? I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, the, the thing that I want to underscore is that I think, um, I think people need to take more seriously the, the fact that when you have a law that says you can't do something you, you have a choice you either advocate for the law to be changed while respecting the law or mm. you just outright ignore the law and suffer the consequences mm. but we we can't we can't expect to have laws ignore them and then, then expect that we're going to have a prosperous peaceful society mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. And 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 so I I would really this is something like you you heard me complain about, you know, different things with the commissioner of police over the years, right? Mm -hmm. Most of what I'm complaining about is well, why don't the police follow the law? 
That's that's my complaint, hmm. right? And wh why is it that I should have to be arguing such an argument with the, the commissioner of police? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyhow, hopefully we can decide as a society that that when changes need to be made we go about it the right way which is not just jump up and do whatever you feel like doing but if a law needs to be dealt with and deal with the law otherwise you follow the law mm -hmm. because we're not gonna you can't expect to encourage criminality and the outcome be peace and prosperity all right thank That's you Denny. Not, yeah i appreciate it so Dean Sinclair says integrity is at the door regarding politics currently. Well, um, Dean, if if you've even been reading CMR, we're only five years old, so we're re relatively young. If you have been um, reading for a minute, you would see that it's not currently. Integrity has always been an issue with elected officials because they have always thought that once they got into that position, that they were above the law. Here's another title from August the 11th of 2019. This was an opinion piece. Politicians and privilege stopping the wave of predators. Here's how this editorial started out. Politicians around the world enjoy a certain degree of privilege that the rest of us simply do not. Cayman is undoubtedly no exception. It's why international compliance bodies see them as being high risk and they must undergo additional due diligence. So this, again, talking about, uh, in this context, Jeffrey Epstein, a cautionary tale of how politicians are in the mix, talks about this very same thing. Here at paragraph three, it says, this privilege allows them to sometimes partake in illegal activities with complete immunity. Here in Cayman, we are well aware of the stories that are told on the Ma Road from Jesus was a baby. The allegations run the gamut from sexual improprieties, adulterous affair liaisons, domestic violence, and so much more. Thievery. Hmm? We've been talking about it for minutes. Right? Privilege because you're a politician. Mm -mm -mm. No standards in public life because of political expediency. November of 2018. This is nothing new. I'm not saying anything new. This isn't a new opinion that I now hold. Here's another editorial from November the 7th of 2018. Managing bad behavior. The Nolan principles, the seven principles of public life. Selflessness, integrity, objectivity, accountability, openness, honesty, leadership. Right? So this editorial was brought on based on what I'm reading here about the fiasco over at Cynico, which again happened under the watch of the progressive government. Wow. 
all of this dysfunctionality under their watch and they did nothing about it. Poor leadership, allowing government organizations to run amok, losing all credibility with their employees, vendors, and the general public. The list of dysfunctional entities is long and appears to be growing by the day. National Roads Authority, Sinico, Port Authority, Licensing, Liquor Licensing, Department of Environmental Health, Offreg, are but a few recent examples highlighted by various media stories in the past year. Allegations of poor management, overspending, and even threats of violence during board meetings makes us all wonder about the board members themselves. One has to query, how did this happen? And how was it allowed to go on for so long? We talk about the Commission for Standards in Public Life. Charged with enhancing democracy in the country and ensuring that there's sufficient oversight of the public sector. I asked the question then, have you ever heard of them? When we contacted their offices, I'm just reading from this editorial back in 2018, the person answering the the phone informed us that they had oversight for six different commissions. With all of the ongoing issues with statutory boards and authorities currently in the public domain, not a single statement has been made by the CSPL. Radio silence. We talked about their constitutional mandate. Despite this commission being created by the Constitution, there's no supporting legal framework for it to operate. That, folks, that's what the progressives should be talking about. How did that happen under their watch? In 2014, the PPM government put forward a draft bill that was quickly criticized. It received substantial pushback from their own board operatives. Board members appeared to not comprehend the reason that they're placed on boards to begin with. It is not for personal gain, but to serve the people of this country. Service dictates transparency and openness with all of your affairs that may create a conflict. Y'all seen this? This is from 2018. CMR was still a baby. We were just born in June of 2017. And we were having this conversation from then. Here's what we go on to say. The law was then diluted down and reemerged in 2016. And here we are four years on and still no actual legislation because it has not yet been enacted. Mm, 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 mm. And the question was asked then, and it remains today, without written and enforceable standards, how do we expect to hold anyone truly accountable? I went on to say the media attempts to at least publicly highlight what comes to its attention, but often aspects of meetings are hidden from the public. This tactic has been used to circumvent the FOI process. Y'all don't even want to know what is being hidden from the public right now as we speak. Y'all want me to tell you something? Hold on, Henry. I'm going to show y'all something. Um, the Port Authority. 
Yeah, you I know. I know y'all think that I have a hard up for the Port Authority, but what I have a hard up for is lack of accountability. Okay. Let's talk about it. Huh? Let me sh let me show y'all something that went out, and and this is part of the problem that I speak about, folks. This is part of the problem. Let me show you what the new board, um, the new director at the port is up to. Mm, mm, mm. Now, y'all know last week I basically said that um, the board has lied. And for lying, they should be removed. Well, the board chairman. And, you know, he's trying to set a certain tune, trying to discredit CMR, which I don't know why they keep bothering with that, because clearly they're not working. And so I want to show you all the first order of business for the new, let me see if I can move this over in the screen so y'all can see it. And I'm going to enlarge it as much as I can. Hold on here now. I think I need to enlarge the text because this is a this is a um a word document. So let's enlarge the text so y'all can read read along with me. Um oh gosh, that's maybe too big. All right. So we have Mr. Um what's his name? Paul Hurlston, who has been appointed now as the Newport director. Mm -mm -mm. And we all have high hopes for Mr. Hurlston that he can go in there and do what he needs to do. But I think he made a Freudian slip the other day when he says that he works for the board. Sir, you work for the people of the Cayman Islands. Hmm? You thinking that you working for the board is a problem. So he sends out an email to all employees on Wednesday. Right? Trying to silence the people because I guess the board is tired of what they're doing being exposed by CMR. Good morning, all. I trust everyone will have a good weekend. And for those working, thank you. And please do be safe. Well, we're not even going to talk about the safety issues, but anyway. There are two matters that will require your undivided attention too. Okay. We, we're not going to pick apart any of the grammar because, you know, let's just leave it alone. Number one, confidentiality of port business. Here we go. This is a matter that has come from the board of directors and by extension, the ministry, and they are not pleased with the fact that certain information has been in the press prior to or just after it has officially been discussed. Wow. Say what? What are you saying? Jonathan wants it put back on the big font. All right, let me see how big I can make it for you people who probably need glasses. All right. So he says that this is a matter that come from the board of directors and by extension, the ministry. What do you mean by extension, the ministry? Either the ministry said it or they didn't say it. So has the ministry said to the board, that we have a concern 
about confidentiality of port business. And then the board has said that to him. And so now he's sending out an email directive to all staff. Hmm. Goes on to say that they are well aware of potential avenues from where certain issues have made it to individuals or organizations outside the port. Liars. They're not well aware. What they have been doing is they have been on a fishing expedition trying to figure it out. So to silence the port workers by fear, which should never happen, they are now going to pretend like they are well aware. If y'all were well aware, you would have done something about it. You don't know nothing. You might think you suspect who it could be. You're trying to figure it out. You don't know. You're making assumptions. But it says here that they are well aware of potential avenues from where certain issues have made it to individuals and organizations outside the port. And I can tell you that some of the people that they think could be the source of the leak, they're completely wrong about. The director goes on to say, this makes it very difficult for us, for all of us, to do our jobs under these circumstances. My question would be how? How does it make it difficult for you to do your job? Because if you were being honest and transparent, there should be no concerns. You only get called out in CMR when you're up to your shenanigans. That doesn't interfere with you doing your job. You just don't want the people to know how dysfunctional your organization is. How does that, interfere? How does that make it difficult for you to do your job? Does it make it difficult for you to do your job if you weren't lying to the people? Goes on to say, I also take this very serious and I have pledged to work for you all, but if I have to constantly defend what I am doing for you all in the public arena before I can get it done, then it will be more difficult to move forward. Help me understand this, sir, because that has never happened at the port. Your board, and the previous directors or acting directors, whatever, have never engaged in any public arena. So what are you talking about? Y'all have never publicly defended anything in public. This entire email smacks of nothing but a bunch of lies. Caller, just bear with me one second. Let me finish reading this. Yeah, yeah sure. Thank you. It goes on to say, therefore, whatever happened in the past is what it is. I know they would sure love that. And as far as I can tell, it was done at the least in good faith. Oh, okay. Don't know how he came to that conclusion, I guess, because the board told him that. Thus, I'm asking that moving forward, these sensitive matters, such as those relating to staff, remain within the port. Sir, how can it remain within the port when I have a letter of a lawsuit that started under your tenure when you were there previously with court staff complaining about their rights and their pay and all this other stuff. Y'all just love to ignore stuff. And in ignoring it, you hope that that will make it just go away. Goes on to say, if you have questions, it is myself or designate, whoever that is, that can answer them. So as of today, the internal leaking stops. 
Wow. Really? As of today, the internal leaking stops. Well, clearly, we got your email, so that threat didn't work. Caller, good morning. Good morning, Sandy. How are you today? Although I already know that you are good and you are fired up as you should be. <laughs> Couldn't be better. Well, Thanks for asking. Yes. Well, um, this issue about uh, about the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's right that you should be discussing it this morning. Mm -hmm. we, we can all agree, I think most of us, that it was contrary to the um, to the to the ethics of any uh, any minister, uh, and really, uh, although there are those there's a code of conduct, there's as you rightly pointed out the standards in public life law, and it has also reproduced in Schedule Two the Nolan principles, uh, which mm -hmm. the first one of which is selflessness. Persons in public life shall act solely in terms of the public interest. They shall not do so in order to gain financial or other consideration for themselves, their family, or their friends. So mm -hmm. there is no doubt that, yes, uh, something wrong has been done. And in another government, he probably would have been gone. But this, let, I, I think, let me try to continue this thing of putting well, everything I, I don't, I don't know about I don't know about that, because in the previous government, he wouldn't have been gone. Because they. that's why it was oh, important oh. to talk about their history. Because they have demonstrated well, well, time and time again that under their administration, under their government, you could have done a lot, even had a criminal conviction, a criminal record, and you were not gone. So I don't believe well, that it, narrative from them for one minute. Yeah, because it, and when I say that, another government, I said other governments, other Commonwealth governments, ah. like in the UK, in Australia, and so on. Yeah, right. that, that, that's what I meant. Okay. And, and, <laughs> and so you are so right. In fact, I want now to, to, to support what you've been saying on that, because you see, the law, once people find that you do something huge and you get away with it, mm -hmm. uh, and then somebody else breaks the law, yes, the principle has been broken, mm -hmm. and you want to get up now and, and, and smash that person down, and you want to lose your solids over that, I think that is totally, totally, totally wrong. Mm -hmm. You see, um, in the last government, look at the last government, uh, Mr. Bush was prosecuted, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I personally do not agree that he should have been prosecuted when I saw the video. I think it was going both ways. But that's not the point. The point is, ultimately, nothing ever... He was prosecuted, uh, and he was convicted, and ultimately, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And more than that, they, they brought down a government. Exactly. They brought down a Exactly. And listen, he didn't even, they didn't even ask for an apology. I mean, let's, let's put aside the, the legalities of the court case for a second, right? If you were involved yeah. mm -hmm. in any sort of an altercation with a woman, a brawl, uh, in a drunken state, whatever, the very minimum should have been some sort of a public apology. Th that government did not even ask for that. They were refusing yes. to they, discuss it in the early days. They didn't touch it at all. And then eventually, yeah. as you rightfully pointed out, they made the decision to call an early election because they would not hold one of their own accountable. Exactly. And then as if that was not enough, we have the same speaker today, okay? <laughs> so to me, as, 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 as much as I know that, yes, Kenneth has done something wrong, but you see, in a society uh -huh. where, by and large, people are not paying their prices for things they do, 
then people see will say, well, why are you trying to kill Kenneth for something small? There are people who have brought down government in order to save people. You want to lose your 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 your, your solid over this? It, it's totally wrong. Now, let me embarrass you for a moment, Gino Sandy. Mm-hmm. You have been prosecuted politically multiple times for just because they wanted to silence you. Mm-hmm. I don't comment on the case which is coming up. I'm talking about the previous cases. Mm-hmm. You have been prosecuted. You went to a court of law and you were made to bring down a story mm-hmm. that was well researched. Everybody given a chance to, 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 uh, to respond to it. Documents backed, the documents posted is links to the story, but a judge made you bring it down. There's mm-hmm. nowhere in the Commonwealth where you bring down a story that is, that is true. Okay? Mm-hmm. Look at, I mean, I, I can talk about right now, for example, if you go, a judge does something to you, there is supposed to be under the Constitution a complaint procedure. There is a complaint procedure which says you can complain about the judge. Mm -hmm. Right now, there are no rules. Since 2016, when Smelly took over that sanction, this is about seven years, there are no rules that exist where you can complain and have a structured report. There isn't. This is the judiciary which is not complying with the law. Mm-hmm. You want to kill somebody for, for appearing in an ad with, 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 uh, with, with his wife. <laughs> now, I can tell you today that I made an FOI request to mm-hmm. the chief judge to say, look, tell me mm-hmm. how many cases of lawyers who have been complained against mm-hmm. uh, since 2016 when you took over the sanction. How many lawyers have been complained against what was the nature of the charge? I don't want to know their names. Uh, what were the results of those investigations? Mm-hmm. I also want to tell you to tell me how many judges have been complained against. Mm-hmm. After 30 days, they were not able to tell me that. Mm-hmm. They have now asked for another 30 days. Now, let me ask this question. If you are running a proper office, wouldn't you have just a simple register when the complaint comes in? Mm-hmm. You fill in the date, give it a number, and this and that. They should have been able to give me that within minutes by just giving me a printout. Mm-hmm. But after 30 days, they don't have anything. They are now mm-hmm. asking for another 30 days. So the general point I'm trying to make is this. People must understand that in a society, if you selectively blame people, then people don't care for the rules, and they will tell you, well, you go and stuff it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't mm-hmm. we don't want you to to kill this 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 young, promising, intelligent, articulate politician for this little something. After you victimized him for years and years, and in the end he wound up winning. Let me try to to wind up on our two points. Mm-hmm. Danny Warren Jr. mentioned about the need for um, uh, training. I am mm-hmm. told that actually when ministers come in, there is an orientation program, as you might expect. And I understand that that orientation program is more detailed now. But mm-hmm. to me, at the end of the day, it looks like it's not enough. Mm-hmm. But the problem, again, is because um, the previous government in particular, the new one hasn't had a lot of uh, time to develop that. I can tell you that when Kenneth Bryan was elected, first elected, mm-hmm. he was very keen on getting training on how the government works, mm-hmm. on administrative law, on constitutional law. I know that for a fact. Don't ask me how I know. Mm-hmm. I know it for a fact. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that this is, the previous government didn't do enough mm-hmm. to be able to train people. Mm-hmm. And they have actually had the policy to ensure that people are not trained and remain ignorant. Mm-hmm. And the problem is when you do that, how many other things, how many other things 
are being done quietly in government. They are being done wrongly, and maybe people suffering injustice. Maybe later on we'll see some judicial reviews, and it will be expensive to government because there's not enough training, administrative law, constitutional mm-hmm. law. And just the way in which the whole process of government works. So the government has to take partial responsibility for what has happened, uh, particularly the previous government. And I think the Mm -hmm. new government needs to look into this and see what they can do if they can improve things. Mm And I, I, I was kind of fired up, and I think you sort of put it into me and so on. But I hope I was coherent enough. Yes. You know. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, my dear. appreciate it. So um, thanks to that caller. He's actually overseas, so he pays out of his own dime to be able to call into the program. Let me just finish um, reading this, this email that went out from the Newport director. Um, so he says that as of today, the internal leaks leaking stops. Then he talks about enhanced security vetting. We have been instructed through the governor's office to have all current and potential staff vetted through the police for employment at the Port Authority. Please be aware of this. Let's work together. It will take team spirit to move forward. A divided port will only be a failure. Now, I'm a bit surprised um, that as someone, again, who was in the position for four year, 14 years as port director, that the governor's office had to send a directive to the port about vetting all staff through the police department. So the port hires staff without doing police checks? Is that what he's just admitted? And when was the last time they did drug testing across the entire organization? I'll just leave those two points there for you all to ponder. But rest assured, I'm I'm saying it for a reason. Magdalene says, I think that the port needs to address that the organization has lost faith. The employees did not feel that they're being listened to, hence why they will continue to contact the media. They're feeling disenfranchised. Oh, Magdalene, they missed that point entirely. And if they would stop some of the behavior that they're engaging in, there'd be no need for people to reach out to me. Alinda says the elderly that are collecting the tourism stipend is in need of help. PAC government needs to continue to help because NAU is not responding to their needs. That's what Anna should be chanting about. The two governments need to join and help our Caymanian people stop finding fault. People need help. Landlords are putting people out. Fosters is not getting cheaper. CUC and water company want their RAS money. This is the real S to talk about. Uh, Mr. William McKeever Bush says it's a pity that people who live in glass house um, should not throw stones and other thing, no election. Um, CI, I, I don't know, is that supposed to be pairs, pers? I don't know how that name's supposed to pronounce, but it says, since you're crucifying Kenneth about breaching his code of conduct, why would any port authority or any other civil servant for that matter risk losing their job for committing an unlawful offense to share information with CMR. It's not like you are going to pay their mortgage. I'm not quite sure since you are, who, who's, crucify, who's crucifying Kenneth? You mean the progressives? Why would any Port Authority or any service risk losing their job for committing an unlawful offense to share information with CMR? It's not like you're gonna, um, they do it because they, they want, improvement at where they work. That's why information is leaked in 99% of the times of cases. So um, I'm not really sure I follow. Uh, 
Why do people um, like Baliki keep talking when they don't examine their own record? Wasn't he a civil servant? And were there complaints on him and non-performance? That's Mr. Bush responding. CIA says the person who leaked this to you just lost their job. Who are you talking about? The Public Service Management Act, Section 52H, Public Servants Code of Conduct states that public servants shall not directly or indirectly disclose information which comes into their possession in his official capacity unless authorized or allowed to do so under the section. So no one who's leaked anything to me has lost their job. So I don't know what you're talking about. And again, this is where people who um, think that they know the source of the leak, as this man claims, are completely wrong. So that's not correct. So if somebody lost their job, they didn't lose their job because of anything being leaked to me. Let's get facts straight now. Y'all want to assume that you know what's going on. So this person on WhatsApp says, good advice today. I never, I need whatever you had for breakfast. You're on fire. Totally fascinating show. Um, we have, uh, someone says, Big Mac is in the house. Squealing. Another person makes an observation about this letter. They said they sound, that sounds legally threatening or legit. What a mess. Um, so how Roy has caused the diverted road near the Bobby Thompson roundabout. Morrow, the former roads manager, took Phil and was suspended, but he's back in power again. That was under their government too, right? Um, another person says, why don't they talk about granting concessions for millions and millions of dollars in duty for condo projects in Seven Mile Beach with the caveat that Joey Hughes' company, Bon Vaillant, got the contract to outfit every kitchen on the project? Why that wasn't against good governance? Another commenter says, oh, hi, remember the question placed? that should have been moved for Bobby Thompson way, but never was because it belongs to the ex-wife and daughters of the now leader of the opposition? How much did it cost us to buy land to redirect the road to protect that enterprise? Mm -hmm. Another listener to the program says, problem is PPM is stuck in the old days where the wife stayed home and they didn't have a say. PPM is doing what majority of the seamen did in the day, fool around and their wives and the women did, could say nothing. This modern times, and while I agree an apology with an apology, uh, he is doing way better than the opponent and that is standing by his wife supporting his family. Another person makes an interesting comment. His wife should start a security company and then get a government contract. <clears throat> Ah, this person says, stick to the issue we're now facing. Which issue? We're facing a lot of issues. Lord have mercy. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. What a heat. Oh. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Uh oh, you got to turn down your radio when you call. Ooh, hello, caller. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Look here, you're killing me. I can't get nothing done. 
I'm sorry. So if you would tone it down. Blame it, blame it on me. Tell the boss, boy, that Sandy, she's a troublemaker, you know. Can't focus on nothing today. Tune it down a little bit. So I can go do something. <laughs> I've been wanting to get up for about the last minute of five minutes, and then I'll move. Mm, mm, so, mm. And I don't want to miss anything, so you got to promise that you're going to tune it down because I still won't be able to go. We look at half an hour left. Hang in there. Oh. <laughs> thank you thank you very much thanks for calling in my dear everton <laughs> says good morning sandy all politicians know what the rule is before they get in office and once they get in they think the rule does not apply i think some of them don't genuinely know but they need to know i mean lack of knowledge is never an excuse for breaking any laws in this country right so you cannot know all you want but that ain't got nothing to do with the price of rice in china you still have to follow the rules so let's go back to this editorial. Again, this was November of 2018. Here's what was in our mind back then. These are some recommendations, a few suggestions on how to improve the standards of board members and the oversight of various agencies. Removal of political board appointees. Instead, here you know, draft requirements and advertise for the most suitable persons based on core competencies that are needed for board directors and members and chairs, chairpersons. This was successfully done most recently with the conditional release board. But as a whole, this recommendation made often by the opposition leader at the time, Mr. Ezard Miller, has largely been ignored. Enactment of the required public standards legislation. Subject board chairpersons to public scrutiny process via hearings in the legislative assembly. Honey, child, y'all not ready for that. Mm, mm, mm. Provide pre-appointment board training. So even when you pick what you think are the best candidates, still give them the benefit of training with the option to opt out of appointment after the training is completed. Because maybe after the training, it then becomes obvious that, oh no, I don't want this job. Annual required training with a variety of key areas covered, including all legislation pertinent to the statutory body. Level the playing field for compensation. Some board members make $125 per meeting. Others are making all $4,000. By the way, I heard the port board members just got an increase. <laughs> Imagine running a shit show and then getting compensated even more. Jesus. You can't make this stuff up. My sources tell me that the board chairman wanted $8,000 a meeting. It, that can't be a meeting. That must be a month. That can't be a meeting. It must be a month. $8,000 a month. And I think they pared it down to like $3,000 or something. For the chairman and then the others get a bit less. Hmm. Provision of all minutes to be placed on the agency's websites. And let me say this, in light of what I know happening over at the port, the way in which minutes are put together needs to change because they be lying in the minutes to cover stuff up. All these meetings should be recorded so that they can't doctor minutes because that's exactly what's going. The ACC better look into that one. The next one would certainly address the issue, live stream video minutes for non-commercially sensitive meetings, public attendance records 
for all boards with a requirement that if a member misses three consecutive meetings that they're removed because some of them don't even go to board meetings. So these are recommendations dating back to 2018. All now. The salty progressives still at it. Mr. Bush making a comment here about his situation. I don't think we're trying to rehash it, but make it very clear that at the time, the then leader of the progressives and premier said that he was calling an early election because he was fearful that his government would fall and he was not prepared to do that. So instead he, will call, he would call a new election, an early election, my apologies. And then they proceeded to throw Mr. Bush under the bus because they no longer needed him. They regret that. Hmm. What a mess. You can't make this stuff up, folks. But I think that if you are a public officer, whether you're an elected official, you're even a civil servant, and you do not understand your board member, and you do not understand the importance of your role of what you do as it relates to those things, you're gonna find yourself in trouble. Doesn't matter where you work, right? We have a, a gentleman right now who's still suspended at the port with full pay. Um, I wonder if Mr. Paul Hurlston is gonna be dealing with that situation. He either needs to fire the guy because the ACC has said they don't have enough for criminal charges, but <laughs> there was quite an interesting allegation in some degree of evidence regarding his wife and children setting up a company to get the port job of sweeping the streets. You see, that happened under the progressives too, by the way. When all this kind of stuff is happening, this is what I'm saying. That should never be permitted. And when it comes to someone's attention, that your family member has a company set up that was recently set up and incorporated, even when you don't have a direct interest in it, you shouldn't be able to get that contract. Whenever a company bids for a job, whether it's sweeping the streets in Georgetown or whatever, and you see people, beneficiary owners of that company, directors, shareholders, connected to someone who works at the port, how is that type of thing allowed? Not enough for fraud charges or to put him in jail for it. Although there was evidence of receipts being copied from other vendors, that they knew what other vendors were charging for the bidding process, so they could undercut and underbid those individuals? Okay. We hold everyone, whether it's a Kenneth Bryan, an Alden McLaughlin, even McKeever Bush, doesn't matter how long you've been in politics, everyone has to be held to the same standard. 
And if you're about to do something and you're not sure if it's going to run afoul of the laws, get some advice. Think about it. Don't just jump and do it. Because this isn't amateur hour anymore. The people are going to call you out. And even the opposition have nothing better to do than to sit back and call you out. Be on your best behavior. This is the best advice I can possibly give. Be a professional at all times. You know, maybe before you were a politician, you could walk up to the ladies and say, mm, honey child, that dress is hugging you particularly tight tonight. Mm, that look good. Where's the husband? Don't do it anymore. Stop it. Trust no one, even if you had that kind of rapport with them before. Don't do it. Because people are just waiting for you, not even to slip up, but the perception of slipping up. Caymanians love Amal Road because them love them some gossip. Right? So don't give anybody anything. Just be professional. Do your jobs that you're being paid handsomely to do. Show up. Do your photo ops, your ribbon cutting. Listen to some of the civil servants who know what they're talking about. A lot of them don't. And some of them need to be fired. And a lot of them are clueless and they're lazy and they have bad habits. We can keep getting to them. But a lot of them are subject matter experts. They can give you good advice and you should be paying attention. Stop trying to curry political favor with people because of board appointments or through board appointments. Because then those people end up embarrassing you as well. I mean, Jay appointed this guy. I don't know if they're family or not because everybody up north side is an e-banks, but I'm just saying. Right? Now Jay has appointed this guy and he's potentially looking at criminal charges. The file has been sent to the DPP's office. You know how bad that looks? Over something so stupid. As somebody said to me last night, Sandy, boy, if I can get caught up in no mess, believe me, it can be millions of dollars. And this is what I always say, right? Set your price so high that nobody can approach you with no foolishness. It's like outside the stratosphere. Don't even try. It just never works out well. Imagine now your reputation ruined over some friggin' dirt. <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid. Couple thousand dollars of dirt from a, a National Housing Trust property. How is that worth your reputation? How is it worth you potentially being now dragged through court? and criminally charged. And now you make the minister look bad because everybody going, uh, minister? How did you select him? He should resign. Has he resigned yet? Do we have a resignation letter? Because obviously, uh, since March, we knew this was coming, right? That there would be an investigation. And you know, Ezra was all over this one. He's like, mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta you gotta fall on your sword now, you know. 
When you do something wrong, you don't hang in there. You just fall on the sword and apologize and say, okay, I'm sorry. This is a poor decision. And those of you who run around trying to get board appointments, because listen, oh my God, after the election, the amount of people making phone calls, oh, I want to be on this board. You got any pull? You got any? I'm just like, why? Like business people, people who have other stuff that they should be concerned with. How you got time to even be on a board? But you see, this is where y'all can get caught. Your eye too big. No, Aunt Lauder, you talking about big eyes. She said, be careful when your eye get too big. Because you know what that means. You might start to engage in certain behavior that you shouldn't. Just tread very carefully. Because the anti-corruption unit is waiting in the wings. To disgrace you and your entire family and your business and politicians, and the entire Caymanian community by extension. Dion, good morning, my friend. How are you? I need to come and see you to set up your microphones for your show. Everton says, what do you, what do you need to do? I need to have a course in politics before you enter so they can teach you the law on the rules. Gigi, good morning. She says, I love Sandy. So true. Oh, thank you. Oh, gosh, Baliki. I'm going to let you and Mr. Bush engage in that on your own time, because that seems like that's going to be a little bit of back and forth. Y'all what's up each other. Anthony says no tight clothes in public. Oh, you can wear tight clothes in public. What I'm saying is the politicians who before used to walk up to you and, and be like, oh, girl, you look so good. Don't do it. Like, don't, just behave yourselves. Ah. <sighs> So CI Pierce says, well, the email that the port director sent out yesterday to port staff directly told them not, well, it wasn't sent out yesterday. So again, CI, get your facts straight. It was sent out like last week, Wednesday. So that's not correct. Okay. So if you start out with incorrect facts, nobody's not going to take you seriously. Is CMR above the law? Clearly not. We get hauled into court more than anybody else. But the courts have found, with the exception of one conviction, which we are seeking to have overturned, the court has found that, um, as it relates to defamation anyway, we've been on the right side of the law. No one's above the law. We're not above the law. You don't have to like the law, but you have to obey it. Mm-hmm. Thank God for whistleblowers. CI Pierce is trying to say whistleblowers shouldn't exist. Well, thank God for them. Because they sure divulge a lot of stuff all over the world, even in the big democracy, the USA, United States of America. Whistleblowers bring a lot of information to light. Praise the Lord. Can we get an amen for whistleblowers? Praise the Lord. It's one way to keep people accountable who otherwise would not be held accountable, none at all. Keep blowing that whistle. That's all I can tell you. I need to whistle it now. I can't really whistle. There we go. Blow it and blow it loud. And for those who don't like it, oh, well, too bad for you. Mm-mm-mm. The things we wouldn't know otherwise. Um, 
This person said, wasn't Joey at some point the minister responsible for utilities? Isn't Richard his brother? I mean, listen, Cayman is so small that honestly, um, there are a lot of times that, you know, perceived conflicts, it's like you're a little bit too close to a situation. And again, that's why they have a public declaration of interest. Everyone is supposed to put all that in writing. That is something that should be available online, can I say from now. I shouldn't have to go down to the Legislative Assembly to see what the declaration of interest is for any elected member. Y'all want to talk about you're trying to come into the 21st century? How about that? Put that online. Make it readily available. It's already declared you have nothing to hide. So what's the problem? Uh, this person says, <laughs> whoever CI Pitts is, they need to read the FOI law and see what is confidential information. The FOI law made it clear that there should be transparency with certain exceptions and very few exceptions at that. But the lack of transparency and all of the hiding of information has just got to stop. Tanique says, just blow the truth. Isn't that a lovely concept? The Zoe says, sipping some swanky right now. Uh, Mark says, this is deflection. Yesterday we had a great conversation on, on border protection. Now they try to shift what's really um, going on by bringing Kenneth out, trying to make us forget the problem. Well, we don't we don't forget problems over here. That that's progressive style. They they count they count on the fact that y'all have a very short memory. We don't do that. But every day we can't talk about the same issues. So this is a topical issue, and hey, it is worth discussing because um, I suspect if more people didn't get the memo, you know, they're going to get it. So this is a cautionary tale for all elected mem members, all board members. That's the whole point is that you need to ensure that you know what it is that you're getting into. Hmm. Times have changed, folks, and whether we like it or not, the expectations have changed, right? What politicians were able to do years ago they can't do anymore. Here's another story. I was just looking at some of the opinion sections here. Here's another one that CMR looked at back in the day. Remember this one? There've been so many examples just in the last five years. No accountability for some agency staff. So here's a fellow who is working for the um, acting deputy information commissioner as part of the information commissioner's office. Now it's um, whatever job Sandy just left. This dude had five separate criminal charges pending in the Cayman's legal system, including damage to property, disorderly conduct, resisting a police officer, careless driving, and leaving the scene of an accident. He damaged a police vehicle, government property, and he was still on the job until CMR wrote this story. 
Y'all want to talk about accountability? The truth of the matter is accountability has never really existed in this country. If you were certain people, sometimes that certain person meant that you were an expat working in, in a government agency for other expats. They just turned a blind eye to your behavior. Yet Caymanians would be hauled into court as the DPP's office recently did. for criminal charges claiming that a worker there was hiding a criminal file for her son. Hmm? They took that to court. Ruined this woman's reputation. She was vindicated by a jury of her peers right? Perjured themselves on the stand. Well, that's what the lawyers said in their legal arguments. Apparently the jury believed them. Proved them to be a liar in a court of law. These are lawyers who work for the DPP's office. And what do we do with those individuals? Nothing. In fact, we move them from the DPP's office because they apply for another job. And now they're over at the legal aid office deciding which Caymanians get legal aid and which don't get legal aid. In this country, accountability has meant nothing if you were the right kind of people. Oftentimes it was only the Caymanians of truth be known who were actually being held to account. And the Caymanians all the way down on the far end of the totem pole. You have a complaint against the head of the DPP's office, people alleging all sorts of stuff, racism and everything else. The governor's office does an investigation, claims that, oh, it's not true. They have some issues, but it's not racism. Wow. So he resigns from his job and disappears, but disappears where? The dude got a government contract, is working still for the people of the Cayman Islands. What, what's, what's his position now? Um, consultant or something? Anyway, we still paying him. And I'm sure he didn't take a pay cut. Right? What, what's his name again? I can't remember his name right now. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh... Uh, what a disgrace. Anyway, he's now working for government again. Never really left, left, just changed positions. Still getting paid. And we're talking about accountability. Mm, mm, mm. Patrick Moran, Where, where's Patrick working again? He's somewhere in government. Big time job, advising the government. Anywhere else in the world, honey child, you would have been out of here so fast. Senior policy advisor. <laughs> wow. I don't make this stuff up. I'm just reporting the news. For the past nine months, that's where he's been working. After six years at the DPP's office, six years and five months, 
He lasted for a year in the director of public prosecutions role, a year and eight months before leaving under a cloud of whatever you want to call the cloud. I'm just saying. Good morning, Miss Sonia. Uh, Anthony says, great show and dialogue, an important issue, the cold hard truth. Let's get an amen up in here. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm Mark saying he should now run for political parties. Which one? Patrick? Emma says, Sandy's show is um, addictive. <laughs> Replying to Jonathan, so true, I can't afford to buy Ginnips. I don't know where that conversation was going. Good morning, Miss Brenda. Says they get a raise and higher percentage bonus, including destroying more Caymanians. Yes. And you know, you know, the funny thing is about the lady there um, who went from the DPP's office who accused that poor Caymanian front desk worker of um, making a file disappear, a Luganja file in her son. So she's moved over now to the legal aid department. And she's made a, a complaint over there that she's being discriminated against. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. Listen, I tell you on a daily basis, I only report what's happening. I don't make it up. This woman from Saskatchewan who comes here and has the best job of her life, getting the best salary, meh, doing okay, I guess, I don't know, on the job, gets on the stand and the lawyer for the defendant says perjures herself and others came and said what she's saying isn't true other people that work with her her other colleagues at least three four people said what she said on the stand was a lie they move her over to legal aid which i don't even know how that works you used to prosecute these same people that now you're giving advice on who to give money to in the Cayman government for legal aid like that alone sounds like a real conflict, but anyway, since y'all want to talk about conflicts. And yet, now she's claiming that she is the one who's being discriminated against. Jesus, take the wheel, take the whole bus. Anthony says, you can't make it up. No, you can't make that shit up. It's true. Ah. <sighs> Maria says, hearing all this chat this morning, I can see why people overseas think we're nothing but our banana republic. Well, they have their own banana republic to worry about, too. I mean, look at what's happening in the United States with the, the, um, the sixth hearings, um, all the stuff that's coming out about that and what the president was doing, what he was involved in. So the concept of a banana republic shouldn't be reserved to just Caribbean nations, because let's be honest, the UK, a banana republic. Their, their guy had to finally step down after telling lie after lie after lie, COVID breach, party breach. Finally, he puts a man and, and, you know, he points somebody to cabinet or whatever position it was who had sexual misconduct allegations against him. The top prime minister of the UK lied that he did not know. So when it comes to politics, Maria, it's all a banana republic, if you ask me. And this is why we, the people, have got to keep them accountable. We need to raise the bar, and it doesn't make a difference if it's PAC, if it's progressive, 
If it's ABC, Johnny come lately party. If they know the people are watching and paying attention and exposing them at every turn, they're more likely to run a tighter ship. And I can't tell you the number of people who, boy, government be afraid of you. You know, they're like, don't, don't make Sandy find out about this. Listen, it's not about me finding out. Don't, don't CMR. If you just told the line and do the right thing, you never have to worry about CMR. That's the beauty of it. It's so easy to not be highlighted on CMR. Right? It's simple. Let's just get it together, folks. We're not going to allow anybody, minister, board members, I don't care who you are. The truth of the matter is you will all be held to account, whether it's going to be by the Anti-Corruption Commission or even the people of the Cayman Islands saying enough is enough and we will not sit back and allow you all to embarrass us anymore. Stop it. You don't stop it. I want to remind you that we are out three years from a general election. Now, the rules of elections have changed even the last time. Some of y'all who thought you were getting in didn't get in. And we will continue to call you out for all of your bad behavior and your record Somebody said Patrick Moran. It's not Moran, it's Moran. <laughs> All of you will be held to account, folks. So this person said, in fairness, Richard Hugh was CEO of CUC before his brother was elected. Please educate some of your commentators on the difference between uh, borders and borders. <laughs> okay. <sighs> oh. Listen, folks. It's really, really simple. Your track record does speak volumes. And at the end of the day, you know, if you're not going to be transparent and you don't want to be held accountable, there are many other jobs out there for you. But sitting on boards and, you know, being a politician isn't going to be the job. The days are long gone where politicians can do whatever they want. All right, check out what's trending in Jamaican media. A few of you were sending this around. This is a, a cartoon in the Jamaican Observer. It has Cayman. It says, we don't have time for this. We're busy building Cayman in the little canoe boat. It says, wanted Jamaican in handcuffs. And he's being pushed in the ocean back to crime-infested Jamaica, it says. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to post this up on CMR because I can't wait for the comments to come. About, oh, Sandy, don't like Jamaicans. This is from the Jamaican Observer. And it's so interesting that they put a little stand in the sand that says crime infested Jamaica. That's your people saying that, not me. But yes, it's trending this morning, so I will gladly share it. Uh, radio listeners, have a fantastic day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. 
Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels. And visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. All right, folks. Uh, CI Peers continues about internal emails being confidential. Oh, CI Peers, take it somebody else. Uh, Miss Maria says, I don't know who's responsible for what about uh, certainty. We must uphold the integrity of these islands a lot better. That's for sure. Loretta, good morning. Says, interesting show every day. Have a blessed day. Um, Brenda says, was she charged with perjury? Of course not. That's the irony of it. No, she wasn't charged with perjury. I understand a complaint has been levied. Is the judiciary going to do anything about it? Probably not. Because she's just on the right side of the color spectrum. On the right side of being the foreigner with the passport spectrum. Me and you would have been under the jail cell already, honey chow. Mm, mm, mm. What a mess. Mm. Um, I hear the show's going on until 12. Some of us don't <laughs> get anything done. No, 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 Miss Donna. No, honey child, I got stuff to do. <laughs> uh, we can't go on until 12 because I got to work. I got bills to pay. Morning, caller. Morning. Yes, sir. How is it that people could be moved from the DPP to the another position involved in um, uh, legal matters when there is questions of um, intellectual dishonesty? I don't know, child. Isn't there a law against that? Apparently not. Lawyers themselves are doing it. Well, does that mean that if a lawyer is doing it, it nullifies the law? No. Lawyers be some of the biggest crooks in the world, so that can't be the case. Maybe that's where the joke comes from when when they ask, what's 5,000 lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? (laughs) A good start, they say. (laughs) Um, I don't know, boy. I'm just telling you the facts. Yeah, she's now determining who who potentially gets legal aid because she's the the advisor for the legal aid department. Well, I would imagine that that's uh, that's that kind of behavior isn't ethical or moral, hmm. and that shouldn't be allowed. Why is it that the person is still there, especially in such a trusted position. That the something sounds really wrong with that to me. Well, I'm telling you that a lot is wrong, honey chow. Uh, this person says charge with perjury, please. Remember when the public accounts committee was seeking to bring charges against Jennifer Ahern and Franz Madison protected her. The force is strong. What a mess. But um how could 
France protector? Oh, this other comment seeks to clarify. It says, tell the idiot I said, <laughs> Richard being in, in his position for that is why it is and ought to have been a blatant conflict of interest to the minister. But there goes another PPM lackey. Stupid is as stupid does. Oh, I see. So the point that this person is trying to make is that he should have gotten that ministry because, yes, his brother was there first. So that is not something that should have fallen under him. A mess. Uh, the Zoe says, just like the just like this swanky I'm drinking, they need to be held accountable for how sour they turn out to be. Ay, ay, ay. Miss Brenda, you know, the verdict is still out because I think that um, the complaint has been made by the defendant and her attorneys. Now, whether or not anything comes of that complaint is a whole other situation. But I do know that they have brought it to the court's attention that she did commit perjury. But no one has ever been held to account. I, listen, I have seen police officers get on the stand and tell a lie. And you complain to the court and it's just like it gets put in file 13, some folder all the way in the back of, of the cabinet. Nothing has ever been done about it. But how are people going to have faith in the legal system if that's the case? Well, I don't know if people have faith in the legal system or not. That's a whole other question. Well, well, I know that it's severely damaged, but the point that I'm making is that it needs to be repaired. And how can you repair it if if those types of things occur? Well, Sandra Coe says that, Denny, we've been so brainwashed by the imports that I really don't know how we'll ever dig ourselves out of this mess. Anthony says that should be holding, that would be holding her accountable. And does that exist? So this, this is the point, right? I'm all for um, accountability at all levels. So yes, you hold Kenneth accountable. You hold board members accountable. You hold civil servants accountable. You hold the port board accountable. You hold the new port director accountable. Everybody. You hold CMR accountable. You, How you about that? El, you hold elites in certain uh, segments of government accountable. And and will we will the, we the, the will pub, we ever public, get there, or is it just well, this hypocrisy well, of of you know one or two um, people being held accountable and being having their foot put to the fire, and nobody else does. That's, well, that's inherently a problem. Section 4D of the Public Service Management Law requires that people act ethically, morally. Mm-hmm. So if you need any justification to say why, you know, someone can't hold a certain position, if you if you acted in a way that is intellectually dishonest. There you go. Mm-hmm. But you can't have it so that that it seems as if people are not held accountable, and then expect people are going to respect a, a system that behaves in that way. Benny, thank you. Take care. Have a good one, folks. That's it for me. I do have to work Um, because I'm going to be held accountable if I don't. And if I can't pay my bills, I will be held accountable by somebody saying, look at Sandy. She's not paying that bill. So you see, come and shut her off. So um, what can I tell you? You know, we, we have to, we live and learn. 
And sometimes we make poor decisions. I never call it a mistake. It's just a poor decision. In the moment, it may not have been thought through particularly well. And so um, I'm hoping that the minister will learn from this mishap. I think that the progressives in the final analysis uh, blew it out of proportion, especially given their track record of ignoring a lot of different things. And so, you know, them uh, making this impassioned video doesn't really hold a whole lot of water with me. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like, all right, salty people over there in your little corner. Big shout out to Kevin. Please stay tuned for the news. I've got to um, do a better job of playing this earlier in the show. <laughs> I think I should play it at the nine o'clock hour. But honey child, sometimes I get all caught up and I just can't stop. Y'all have a beautiful day, my Caymanian people. Listen, we, we, we have to do better, right? We can't be that banana republic that a lot of people are expecting us to be. Our successes or failures as they may be will be put on the world scale for everybody to look at and have a good chuckle and have a good laugh. And that is why we do everything that we can on this program to hold people's feet to the fire and to hold them accountable. That's what it's ultimately all about. So it's easy to ignore bad behavior and to let it slide. And I dare say it's easy for people to get into bad behavior, right? Sometimes people be hanging out, you just start hanging out with the wrong company, the wrong people, their, their lack of a moral compass rubs off on you. And they're like, oh, but we've been doing this forever in the world of politics. It's okay. It's not. And people are going to highlight it and people are going to call you out. So just keep your noses clean. It shouldn't be that hard. Be about the people's business that we're paying you to do. And everything's going to be a-okay. Irvlin, you missed a lot. Hit the rewind button. Marshall says, great show as usual. Here's Kevin Watler. Hello, I'm Kevin Watler, and this is the CMR Daily Buzz. The Progressives is calling for Minister of Tourism and Transport, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, to apologize for publicly endorsing his wife's real estate business and encouraging constituents to support her business. In a video on social media, Mr. Bryan joins his wife in distributing flyers in Tropicana Crescent and encourages people to give his wife a call. Mr. McTaggart calls on Mr. Bryan to immediately remove the video and said both Minister and Premier Wayne Panton should apologize for the video. The opposition leader said there have been several questionable actions by ministers and called on Premier Panton to address these actions. Join Sandra Hill on the cold hard truth on Tuesday, July 12th when she discusses this issue. CMR sources have shared that board chairman for the National Housing Development Trust, 45-year-old Jeffrey William Ebanks, may be facing criminal charges in relation to the movement of soil and marl taken from a Northside NHDT job site to family land. The Anti-Corruption Commission confirmed in a statement that it was referring a matter to the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions for consideration of charges under the Anti-Corruption Act. The ACC did not name Ebanks, nor did it confirm which NHDT matter it was referring to. Former Public Accounts Committee Chairman and former Northside MP 
Ezrid Miller said earlier this year that he had checked the ownership of the land where the material was taken and had confirmed it was owned by eBanks. An RCIPS police constable was killed over the weekend while vacationing in Honduras with his family. The officer has been identified as 64-year-old Antonio Lopez Jackson. PC Jackson served with the RCIPS for a total of 24 years. Four people were arrested after a significant amount of vegetable matter suspected to be ganja was seized at a customs and border control warehouse last week. Reports are that on Thursday, July 7th, CBC officers assisted by the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service carried out an operation at the CBC Transit Shed Warehouse located on Owen Roberts Drive in Georgetown. The joint operation resulted in the recovery. Police say during an inspection, the CBC canine alerted a pallet of goods contained drugs and once it was inspected, several large packages of ganja was recovered. Four men were arrested in relation to the operation, three men ages 23 and 54 of Georgetown and one man aged 27 of West Bay were arrested on suspicion of being concerned with the importation of ganja. A fourth man aged 30 of Georgetown was arrested in relation to the CBC revenue-related offenses and on suspicion of being concerned with the importation of ganja. All four men are currently on bail while investigations continue. A man is hospitalized with serious and life-changing injuries following a motorbike crash on Seaview Road in East End. Shortly after 7.30 Sunday, officers responded to a single vehicle collision with a blue and black Suzuki motorcycle. The rider was traveling west on Seaview Road and was thrown from the motorcycle when it left the roadway. The matter is currently under investigation. Police are requesting the public's assistance to locate 26-year-old Adrian Williamson of Georgetown. Mr. Williamson was last seen at his home on Wednesday, July 6th. He was last seen wearing a green t-shirt, long black pants, black slippers, and carrying a brown and black backpack. Speaking of missing people, no word yet on 53-year-old Noel Paul Manning of Bodentown. He was reported missing on June 24th. He goes by Indian, Doc, and Doctor. Police are encouraging Mr. Williamson and Mr. Bodden to contact the nearest police station and if you see them, you are encouraged to do the same. If you have any information that could assist police solve any crime, anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via their confidential tip line at 949-7777 or 911 if it's an emergency. More information on these stories can be found at caymanmallroad.com. Now for your CMR weather update is brought to you by WG Charters. Sun rises at 554, partly cloudy skies expected. It will heat up to the high 80s. Winds east-southeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Then the sun sets at 707. It cools to the low 80s. High tides at 742 a.m. and 925 p.m. And low tides at 247 a.m. and 229 p.m. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. It's summertime, so hot days and warm nights with brief scattered showers, very typical for this time of year. CMR weather updates are brought to you by WG Charters. They offer private boat trips for a great price, so we encourage you to support them. Thanks for watching The Daily Buzz. Please stay safe and God bless.